0: Listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Maria Guajardo on with me today. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really
1: appreciate
0: it. Could you just tell the audience just a little bit about yourself before we get going?
1: Of course. So I'm Maria Cujardo, as Brittany already said. Um, I live in South Texas. i been married for 16 years now. Uh, together we have two children, a 15-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. And we have a little doggie. Uh, she's 12 years old. And so, I mean, we've been down here just trying to grow a family and most recently um, uh getting our, our family into the kingdom, uh, revelation and growing, uh, kingdom, uh, family together, um, yeah. or kingdom children. Um, I think that's my main focus right now is, and probably it's going to be forever, right? <laughs> They're mine forever. Um, is it's just getting, uh, growing a kingdom family and having a kingdom culture within our home and that we can, you know, take out and, share in the spaces where we, um, you know, where yeah. we work, where we create, where we commune. Yeah.
0: So recently you heard me do an episode last week about what it's like being in abuse and getting out of abuse mm-hmm. because t- this week is the domest- or not this week, this month, this month is domestic abuse awareness month. So Maria, I know that you have had experience both on a personal level and a corporate level with abuse, but I know that you wanted to share today about your experience with the corporate aspect of abuse and what happens when you are in a church setting or a spiritual setting and there is abuse going on. I would love to hear you share about that and what your experience was and how you knew that you needed to get out and
1: how you did that. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, just allowing me the space to share on that um, because I know it is a pretty sensitive subject and it's not really much talked about. It's uh, a lot of times just kind of like shoved under the rug and kind of just it happened. Let's move on. Let's not look at it. Um, you know, and I think even in our own Christian circles, sometimes when we bring out this subject, um, sometimes we have our own reservations because we don't want to be judged. Right. So, yeah. um, we don't share, we don't talk about it, you know, especially when we're dealing with people who are influential, you know, within your, your religious circle. Right. And, um, so, I mean, I guess we could start from the beginning, like, um, uh, very, you know, just briefly, like you mentioned, I did have, um, experience with it relationally and relation in a relationship, um, I want to make sure before we go on that I, I do say that I'm not interested in sharing like names or dates or locations or whereabouts or nothing, because I don't think the point of it really is just to, um, you know, uh, uncover anybody or anything, but really just to right. talk about the subjects. I don't want anybody listening to try to like make up who I'm talking about or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but I did very, uh, I will say this that it began in my life, um, very early. So, mm-hmm. um, I obviously I recognize it now in hindsight that that's what was going on. Um but in a very significant relationship in my life I did experience um uh what the world call, calls narcissistic uh backlash or narcissistic abuse, right? Yeah. Um and uh you know in the church we call it Jezebel spirit. It's the closest yeah. that we can get to to uh, relating the two, right? So I did experience that when I knew it was time to get out, uh, from, uh, that first relationship on a personal level was when it became, uh, physical, um, it used to be very mental, mm-hmm. very, uh, um, just toxic, you know what I mean? Like yeah. cycles of toxicity, cycles of like the same thing repeating over and over the continual, um, uh, affairs, the continual, um, talking down really, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a, um, I know that now is it was really just an attempt to break me down to almost nothing so that I felt insignificant and like no one else is going to want me like who, like I'm lucky to have this. Right. Um, and so, but when it became, um, physical, like actually life-threatening, um, that's when i ha- I had to make my move and leave and yeah. um I did it uh very subtly um very quietly and um this is the way that we have to move unfortunately when we're dealing with this type of person um or this yeah. type of spirit is that um just move stealthily, right yeah <laughs> don't make any yes. sudden movements um, <laughs> so that's how i I got out of that. However, I didn't realize for many years, I mean, I got married and, you know, my life moved on and everything. And I didn't realize the the um, effects that it had had on me on a deep level and what I'd held on to from that that trauma and from those cycles. Yeah. So um, fast forward to, you know, me going to church and, and you know, finding and reconciling with the Lord, because even when this yeah. had happened already, I, I was already um, saved. Right. But mm-hmm. I was gone for a very long time. And so when I came back to the church, you know, everything was fine and dandy, you know, loving the Lord, you know, attending services, Bible studies and all these other things. And, you know, I had never really heard about um, the kingdom or from God or anything from any other perspective other than what I'd heard up until then. Right. So everything checked out, you know, everything seemed good. Um, And so I started sensing something as I began to grow spiritually Mm -hmm. um, because what happens is growth, uh, Mm -hmm. growth seems to threaten people. Right. Yeah. Uh, Specific, certain type of people. And (laughs) And so when I began to grow and when I began to, like study things for myself and to maybe go deeper and maybe even question things. Um, it's when its ugly head reared at me. Um, but I do want to say this is that I, I'm I'm I would say gifted in dream interpretation and dreaming and during that time when I'd come into into the space. The Lord had started showing me things already that were like whoa blowing my mind and yeah in a sense it was like a, He was showing me that thing telling me to go away right to back off right but I didn't know who it was I didn't know uh, you know where it was coming from I just knew it was in that vicinity you know <laughs> and uh, and the things that would manifest and things like that but I'm like who like never because I didn't know enough would I have imagined that it was coming from where it was coming from. Right. Right. And so, um, I moved back. I I stepped back and, and I, well, I would, before I say this was in that situation specifically, I to answer your question, how I knew that it was time to move on was Mm -hmm. when there was a growth on my, um, there was a cap on my growth. And I think that's so important for us, you know, for everybody really. Um, but specifically when we're, you know, when we're Christians and we're trying to move an identity, we're trying to move towards our calling. We obviously we're going to have to grow and certain people have to accept that they have to let you go. You know what I mean? Or, um, and it's healthy when it happens, it's healthy when you get the go, but when you start noticing that there's, um, this sort of ownership over you, right. Um, that's not the Lord, <laughs> right? That's when you know, okay, this got very unhealthy really quick and it's time to go. So that was in, you know, in that instance for me was when, um, when I knew that I'd reached the cap. Right. And yeah. yeah.
0: So, so you bring up an interesting point with the ownership because that goes along with abuse period. They have oh, yeah. an ownership mentality over whoever they are targeting. Mm -hmm. And that would be both in a private and personal domestic setting, but also in a corporate setting. So Mm -hmm. you're saying that in a corporate setting for you, they had an idea of ownership over you, like you couldn't go anywhere else. Now, how did that come out? Did that come out like?
1: Yeah. So that came out for like, you know, in this situation, this first situation um, was during the pandemic, you know, we had. Should shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of us, you know, um, went towards the online ministries, right. And I was one of those. So I began to take online mentorships. Yeah. I picked up, um, Jennifer Eva's Islam, um, group and, you know, was doing really good there. I picked up, um, the dreams masterclass with my mentor, Jake Bullard. Um, and then I was also, um, Oh, with Dr. Faith Wokama, I started learning about inner healing and deliverance and she's, big on identity and so that's i started i i surrounded myself with with people who i knew um you know had been where i wanted to go right yeah you know and so when i started bringing that back Or when I when we came back and I guess I knew things that most people had been kept from because I'm not going to say that they didn't know or that they had no interest in knowing. It's just I feel like in those environments, people are sometimes kept from learning things. Right. Absolutely. And so um, that's all that came back. So when I came back, I started noticing things were being taken away from me. Like uh, the ability to speak, the ability to because I had been already doing these things to lead, and yeah. uh the opportunities for it, and I'm um, like, okay, well, that's fine, I don't need to have any of that, and sometimes, um this spirit gets so bothered when you don't react, yes. <laughs> it's like oh, and it wants to taunt you and and till till it pulls you out, but I, you know, I praise the Lord that a lot of a lot of most of the time. I could hear him clearly still. And I mean, the times where he'd covered my ears where I could just hear people's mouth moving and I, and I couldn't tell what they were saying. And then someone else would tell me what it was. And it's like, Oh, that would have made me really angry. But it's like, the Lord was so good. And during that time to just like watch me. Right. And just to keep me out of it. But finally, my last move was when I was, um, or my last straw for me was when um, they were praying for me and they whispered a lie and I knew it was a lie. And this, it was with scripture, right? It was, it was the misinterpretation and the misuse of scripture in order to keep me from drinking from God's will. Right. It's like, oh, um, you know, I'm not even going to say it because I don't know. I don't want this person to get to it, to get to them. No, I'm talking about them. But, oh, my gosh, I felt like my heart sink to my stomach. And I'm like, I cannot believe this just happened. Like, that's bold, right? When somebody whispers something to you and there's all these people around, first of all, that's kind of like, unless we were already having a conversation and you're going to tell me right. something really personal, I get that. But when there's it's corporate prayer, right, and everybody's there, and you can't say it out loud, what you know, what you're gonna say, um, that's probably a problem, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back to my seat and I checked and I double checked and I triple checked like the verse and like what it meant. And I'm like, no, I'm going with this feeling, you know. And and I'm like, no, because sometimes you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's the thing about right. it. Too. They're just very charismatic people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, these are people that, you know, most others gravitate towards, right. Cause they're just, yeah, you know, they seem like social, social butterflies. Like they got it all together. And you know, these are people that you want to, you know, uh, follow. And, and then it's like, well, wait a minute. No. So we can't ignore the knower, right? Like we have a knower. Yeah. And if it's telling you something, you need to listen. So that was it for me. Uh, you know, in that case, obviously, um, you know, I shared with my husband, you know, who actually for some time had been discerning this situation and was actually very reserved about telling me because he didn't want to sway me in any direction. Right. Oh, my so goodness. He was very patient. And I'm like, well, you watched me go through that? You know, yeah. <laughs> but no, I needed to. Right. I needed to. And so this was, um, I will say this though is that I've experienced the spirit from the male and the female um, carriers. So um, that's, that's been an advantage actually, because I could see it now from, you know, from both sides, how they both act and how they both carry it. Um, So I, you know, fast forward, I went somewhere else. We, we uh, you know, we actually said our our goodbyes and whatnot and, and uh, moved on. Yeah. And everything was going really great. Everything seemed fine. As a matter of fact, I didn't immediately sense anything. There's some times that we, there's like two different different types of discernment. And mm-hmm. maybe I'll I'll just like, I don't want to butcher it up. But to put it very simply, there's the one that we, you know, we feel, we sense. It's the spirit discernment, right? Right. And then there's a discernment that comes from wisdom, from having been somewhere familiar. <laughs> you know, There's a discernment mm-hmm. of observation, kind of like a street smart, but, you know, like church smart. I don't know how to explain it. That, you know, you might not actually be feeling anything in the spirit, but you're seeing all the evidence around you. Yeah. And that also cannot be ignored. Right. right. Um, so things just kind of started piling up. Evidence-wise, around me, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, kind of thing." So this is a second church. Yeah, this was. Oh the, my goodness. Well, not my second church ever, but that no, I did with within. after the the.
0: So you left the first one that had some spiritual abuse stuff going on, and this is you're in the second, and evidence. Yeah, is so I ex- up.
1: yeah, I experienced them back to back, <laughs> and <sighs> that's what another what I want to touch on, is that um, but I you know to give the Lord credit, the massive credit. Um, is that he kept me hidden. Yeah. Like he kept me, um, you know, he like in a good way, kind of, a. I feel like the first, the first Jezebel disarmed me definitely. And the second one had a little, mm, you know, I'm yeah. not sure if she's who I think she is. So she just kept me on a. Um, you know, that that Jezebel just kept me on a on a watch list, you know, kind of yeah. <laughs> thing like, I don't know. And so in that in that event, I think that's where the Lord was being um, you know, a protector over me. And uh, he always yeah. is, but it for this specific reason, so that I could get the healing that I needed, right? Um, because it's imperative that we get healing. Healing if we want to stop this cycle it's imperative that we get this healing because yep. Jezebel will tell you, come here, honey, I got you. Come on in. You know, <laughs> I'll take so... care of you. And so, and, but they know that you, you know, that you're hurt, that you're healed, that they can smell yep. your wounds. They can. And so, yeah, they really can. And it was really like, I mean, I was, I was like, Lord, what is going on? When finally I got the healing, it was like what I had been seeing in the environment. I began to see in the spirit and I began to yeah. see the spirit like, whoa, it's adding up. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's like, again, like I said, proceed with caution. Don't move too quick. Take your time. And, yeah. and there's a lot of times that, I mean, it, I'm sp- speaking in this environment, right? Cause right. you know, there's no immediate threat to you physically or, you know, right. But it, it obviously domestic cases are, are different. Um, but um, I started actually, being able to interpret dreams that he'd already given me. And so he, the Lord had given me a double whammy dream already Mm -hmm. about the first time that I experienced it. He showed me the other one as well, but I thought it was all the same one. I thought it was all. And so when it happened, I'm like, Oh, that's already done. Let me tell you something. Dreams continue to play out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't just like stop one. That was was it for that. Um, It's like, Past, present, and future in a dream. Sometimes, and that dream had some like valuable information for my future that I shelved after it I was over. And so yeah. when I pulled it back up, I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Like he totally told me this. Like, <laughs> what do I do now? You know?" <laughs> and it's like, okay. So I, I still was like. Mm, so I started getting more dreams. And now this time my dream start because he was like, okay, I'm going to show you. So mm-hmm. this time my dream started actually playing out. Like he showed me, let's say tonight and tomorrow it happened. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And so and then again. And so, yeah, finally, um, you know, the, the last time when it was that was it. It's time for me to go. Um, really, I feel like that was, you know, the Lord telling me, okay, like you've learned what you needed to learn. And second of all, it was through good counsel. Um, I know who I am. I know what I'm carrying. And I know it's like, it's like, you don't go, um, like bullfighting if you're pregnant. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Like, so I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. And I don't have to apologize for it. I don't have to feel bad about it. This is for me. This is for my the destiny I'm carrying. And this is for my relationship with God. And a yeah. lot of times people know. People know that they're in this mess. And they stay. And I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to judge you because it takes a while. But years after you know. You need to know if you're if you're carrying destiny, you're carrying future and you're a prophetic voice. You don't stay around someone who is adamant about killing your voice. Is just right. why? Why? Go where you're welcome, where you're needed. Gosh, the kingdom needs so many people who are ready, lined up and ready to go. Got words in their mouth. But you want to sit under somebody who who is never going to give you the opportunity to grow, first of all. Second of all, to mentor you, to disciple you, to line you up, to, you know, like, go, get out, you know. And so that's what I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so um, during all that time, there was was also healing involved. I received inner healing uh, ministry through uh, Harvest, um, the Harvest ministry team, uh, inner healing team. And just things just started just falling off, falling off. Like all those things usually that hold us back. Yeah. Suddenly they fall off, and you're like, no, I'm going. Like, so I don't know. I think sometimes it's guilt or it's shame. It's like, oh, they're gonna say this about me. Like, I did this again, or this happened to me again. No, no, no. Get yourself healed, face it, yeah, and just and just live, you know. Um so that was that was um it and the in the second um, situation, um, you know, I'm not my second church ever, but in the second situation where I lit with that, it was, it was just crazy. I mean, I don't even want to give it the details because it's just, I mean, if you've ever dealt with this type of person, um, you know, it gets hairy, it gets petty, it gets, it's like, oh, especially when you're already like, uh, and mind games, yeah, the mind games. Yes. So here's not that you mentioned mind games and I don't I can't remember if I, if I had noted that I was going to talk about this or not, but um so in scripture we know that Jezebel had a daughter. Uh she uh, her daughter was her name was Athaliah, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it was like it was like her way of spreading her her tent, right? Like her tent pigs, right? Like she was like we're well, going to take two kingdoms, right? So her daughter went somewhere else and was uh Uh, Usurp the throne over there, and so what my point was saying that is that a lot of times you're not just dealing with her, you're dealing with her daughters, and so they're they're spread out, and so sometimes our difficulty isn't discerning whether you're dealing with her or you're dealing with her messenger or you're dealing with her daughter. Like, um, she creates a system, you know, and she has a system, and so we have to be uh. Yeah. Very discerning and uh connected with the Lord on who we're we're dealing with. And so when the petty started, I was starting getting heat from the daughters too. And it was like, whoa, this one's advanced, you know. <laughs> and you know, just I mean, I, I know it's a sensitive subject, but like, you know, in hindsight, you know, I really have no it, you know, the healing helps with this. I have no hate in my heart i have no um yeah. none of that you know i can talk about it and laugh about it now you know because why i win you know yeah. <laughs> i took a massive lesson out of this i grew closer with the lord i received healing i'm in a better place i can hear god better like we win. You know what I mean? Yes. So please get to a place where you're able to laugh and, and have joy over the things you've overcome. Right. Cause I think yes. that's how, how we can move on to, to sharing it and helping someone else with it when we can yes. talk about it and, and smile or talk about <laughs> it and laugh, you know? <laughs> yes, for
0: sure. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who might be in a situation where there could be spiritual abuse. What, what are some signs that they should look for and what would you tell them to do to get out of there?
1: Yeah. So if you look at any book or maybe watch any video on this principality, you're going to get thousands of things to look for. Right? You're going to get like, um, I mean, you name it. And they all claim that they're going to help you to overcome Jezebel. And it's like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, we never get to that point. It's like just bullet points on what to look for. Um, but I, so I do want to say some things that I, I have not heard, um, mentioned like in, in these books or, you know, in this, these videos that, you know, cause I was looking for them, like, what the heck am I looking at? Right. Um, is that it's, uh, and it probably is obvious or not, I don't know, but it's the, it's the flattery laced with manipulation Mm -hmm. it's the you're so beautiful i love your hair very so anybody can flatter you and it doesn't make them a jezebel but when it's all the time and it's very shallow right flatter me on my mind flatter me on my ideas flatter me on something deep like my hair like my skin (laughs) okay but then it's like that Now we're going to put you here because you are so da, 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 flattery. I'm not desperate to serve. Don't ever get in a place where you're desperate to serve. It's natural for you to serve and it's you would want to serve, but don't get yourself in a place where you're desperate to serve and then you end up manipulated into serving somewhere where you don't belong. Right? yeah because you'll do everybody yourself included a disservice on that um so that's one thing to look for and the place where you'll serve if if this is the spirit you're dealing with and it, I know everybody starts somewhere small but depends on where you are on your you know relationship with the Lord or how mature you are there's places where you belong right yeah but if somebody mm-hmm. knows you hear the Lord, and that you have a gifting in a certain area, but they want to put you away where no one's ever going to talk to you. No one's ever going to pray with you. Like, that's a concern. So yes. think about it. Is the Lord hiding me because it's beneficial for me to be hidden? Or is someone else hiding me so that they don't see God? You get right. it? Right. Or so that others don't see God through you. There you, you go. And so that's uh, one thing to look for. It's like one thing is to be hidden and to be hidden in the Lord for the right time. And another thing is to be hidden because, you know, the God in you cannot be let out in this environment, you know? And so um, that's what I found was. Was for me, and and a lot of times we we spend so much time waiting. Uh, We can even blame this on a religious spirit, which loves to carry on, to get loves to piggyback on this one. Um, Oh yeah, and so you know it's it's a little bit of both, I think. Um, But really, is you know you're not competing with the main voice because they feel like everything is a competition. Um, yep. And then uh, second is, you know, it could be the religious spirit to also just just piggybacking on it, which just makes it that much uh, right. worse. Um, that's one sign.
0: <laughs> so with a religious spirit, you would see things like rules and stuff being touted uh-huh. and really shoved down your throat, the competitiveness and that flattery. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you said, flattery is different than compliments. There's a, yeah. There's a true compliment where someone's like, you have the most amazing spirit and you always make me feel at peace, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, but they're not constantly like feeding you these shallow, Mm. flatterous compliments. (laughs) Flatterous. I'm pretty sure I just made up that word, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, it's for a purpose. People that operate Mm. in a Jezebel spirit or narcissistic, they will feed you things through a silver tongue. They'll flatter you, but it's Mm. always for a purpose of their own. Yeah, They always have a reason behind it. Either it's to get in with you, to get closer, to gain control, to Mm -hmm. gain some sort of spotlight or place in your life. There's, there's always some sort of end game with it. And, and in the situation with a church, it would, like you were saying, kind Mm -hmm. of be to pinhole you and keep you out of an area where they might deem you as competition.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there were times too, and it's so important to be connected to what God is, is saying to you at that time and where he's how he's leading you through it. Um for me, he he would tell me, try it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to poke the bear. But he would <laughs> say, try it. And I would do what he'd asked me to do, and I would see exactly what he told me I would see. And I'm like, oh, yeah. of course, we should be surprised. God is right. But it's kind of right. like he's trying <laughs> to prove himself so that you could open your eyes and you could like yeah. really see. And so <laughs> that would happen to me. It was like um, he would tell me, try well, try this with your giving, right? Because we, we, we do our tithes and we do an offerings and our giving. But I have a thing where I love to give. Like I'm always giving and giving and giving. Like if there's a fundraiser, like I'll I'll be there. If somebody's selling books, I'll buy it. like I'm blah, blah. but it's like pull back a little bit from that stuff and see what happens. Right. Mm. It's like, ah yeah. There's there's sometimes um you get the double uh where you have someone who is operating in the spirit and they got a foot in, in the church and they got a foot in um the corporate world and then they try to blend it. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like some things are, should be kept. I mean, I I get how, you know, it's a part of you and things, you know, revolve or whatever, but there are some things that, you know, that you do at work that you don't do at church or things that you do right. at church that you don't do at work. Well, when church starts to um, like come into work and it's like, don't say about, don't say that, you know, that's a problem. And so I got the benefit of experiencing from someone You know, who, who was in both areas and who I knew in both areas. And so when the person does not behave the same way with the same excellence Mm -hmm. at their career, that then they front to do at church, there's a problem. Yep. There's a problem because one of them here ain't real. (laughs) What What is it? Right. (laughs) And so um, the Lord showed me that too. And so. Um, you know and and it's it's easy sometimes to um like start questioning things like why did I ever do that like why did I ever go there why did I ever trust them what da, da, da. forget it. like don't get into that because once you get into that cycle it's still her <laughs> right you might not notice it you may not realize it but it's still yeah. that spirit like, Yeah. You for it. You know, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I
0: was talking on the last episode a little bit about shame and embarrassment and how Mm -hmm. a lot of people have that. That's part of the reason people don't leave right away. Sometimes they want to convince themselves that maybe they did see right. But when really they've been seeing the truth and they need to get out, you know? Yeah. And it's also You know, that twisting of things that allows people to end up in it initially. But Mm -hmm. then once people are out and they look back and they can really see and wait, oh, I saw that red flag there. Mm -hmm. Why did I ignore it? Why did I stay? How did I get sucked into this? How did I miss it? But you're right. It's absolutely that spirit still messing with you. Yeah. It's like the truth of the matter is what really sets you free from it. Yeah. It's not just. Some people get in a trap of trying to figure out what is wrong with that person and fix them. Well, it's not yeah. it's not a problem that you can fix. It's a spiritual thing only God can deal with that. You got to let it go and walk away. Right. Two, you get a lot of people get caught up in the like you said, what did I do? How did I get caught up in that? Well, that's mm-hmm. the same darn spirit just trying to make you feel guilty for their crazy manipulation right. and games. And you know what? All you need to know is that you know better now. You have learned, you've experienced, you've seen what happened, and now you can move forward and yeah. get out of it, and you will recognize it in the future. That's right. Yeah. And that truth, and even recognizing those moments where you did see the truth, mm-hmm. as hard as it can be to reconcile it all initially, it's actually a beautiful thing because in that you gain trust in yourself again. Yeah, You gain trust in God again. And you gain a future that that spirit or that person, whatever was trying to keep you from.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, when I, I, I take a look at some of these uh, cause I, you know, I still follow some of these pages and um, I still am in contact with some of the people in, you know, my old um, my, you know, old church and all that. And I realize that, you know, these people are still there and they know, and they, there's just no way that they don't feel the shame and the condemnation that mm-hmm. this thing pours over you, but they choose to stay. And I've, I've had conversations with the Lord on this and I've asked, cause don't get me wrong. When I leave, I don't, I, you know, I might do this in the future, but not <laughs> this last of times. I didn't, I didn't just like leave and forget the people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, i like, don't, we don't, do that I don't think but I continue to pray for them right and so um sometimes that's good and sometimes I think it's bad because we we leave ourselves attached to people who who know the same truth that you know and don't want to accept it right so it's like what do I do now god and god's like move on I have th- they're my people you know like I've got this you can go ahead and so um you know sometimes we carry the burden too long and it's not for us. Right. Yeah. God definitely yeah. calls us to assignments, but mm-hmm. we also have to listen. If
0: he says, you don't need to do this anymore. I've got it yeah. from here, you know? Yeah,
1: definitely. And so I, you know, and I, I'd asked him that like, you know, why are they still there? You know, they, they see what I see. And I know like, I, cause I've, I've seen it in their eyes, you know? And it's like, yeah, but it's okay. I got it. It's like, okay, you know, like here I go. Um, But I think that's also too, um, you know, people get stuck in tradition, people get stuck in a comfort zone and they like it. They don't want to be shooken. So they stay. And it's like, well, I mean, if you're going to be just a Sunday Christian, that's cool, but <laughs> we got things to do Monday through Saturday, you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we move in every day. So, uh, you know, you got to go sometimes. And I think, you know, if anybody listening that is dealing with this, like ask the Lord for your strategy, like how, how do I quietly get out of this place without, you know, um, shaking the bees nest, you know, um, because there is, a you know, uh, you know something I don't know how to how to say this, but without making people think something that I don't believe in, but she will try to backlash, you know what I mean, oh yeah, like, and so, yeah, that's what it gets she'll she'll try to backlash, so when you do leave quietly and do it without rattling things too much, yeah. right, or telling everybody your yeah. business,
0: you know there are two things that spirit tends to do backlash Mm -hmm. or attack because they don't want to be found out and it's also a way to control and two they try to flatter and pretend oh it'll be better just please stay we need you here Mm -hmm. so those are the two aspects they either play nice and they kind of love bomb you with the flattery Mm -hmm. or the No, it's going to be better. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know you felt that way. Or they do the opposite and they feel threatened and they think you're going to tell people or you're going to do this. And they still are trying to keep control. Both aspects are trying to keep control so they can lash out. So yeah, definitely, definitely. It's good to have a strategy. And as you were saying,
1: Mm -hmm. be quiet and calculated about it when you leave. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I experienced it. I experienced it too. The, Oh, please, I like, come back, you know, mm-hmm. or will you come back for one last, you know, <laughs> one last time? It's like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and I experienced the other one where it was the, oh, push, you know, <laughs> how dare you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, So I experienced both and it was, you know, it was, it was crazy. And, like sometimes it, it like, uh, piggybacks on other things. Right. And then it ends up getting more credit than it, it, you know, deserves or it needs or it grants. Right. Um, and so that's what happened to me, you know, when, when it, the last time I experienced it was it, it like piggybacked on something else. And I'm like, what, who is it? Like, what is it? Um, but that's another thing that I I've learned is that it doesn't matter who it is or what it is it does not have the right to do that. Right. You're a kingdom ambassador and an attack on you is an attack on the kingdom and it's not okay. So I'm like, okay, you want to come at me like that? Lord Jesus, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sending everything back. I don't know how you're going to, you know, do this for your good, but I trust you, you know, (laughs) so it it just shifted the way that I, um, you know, that I did you know, warfare, right? In this situation was, you know what? No, I have every single right to walk in my identity, to seek the kingdom. And so if you're going to be mad about that, you're not messing with me. You're messing with my king. And so he's going to take care of you. I don't know how he's going to do that. I don't wish you wrong or anything like that, but You know, this another thing that I learned is that the Lord's justice is not like our justice. My justice is like, go down there and say this and say that and do that and rain down some of this and some of that. You know, and it's like, no, the Lord's justice is that they would come to know him. Right. That they would come to know, have a revelation of his love. Mm -hmm. And it's not at all how we see it. Right. Because we want something now. It might take years. It might take a lifetime for these people to change. You just, you never know. Yeah. But, and
0: some of them might not change.
1: They might not. That's but right. That's between them and God. That's right. That God says, I got this girl. You go on. I don't know how, you know, I don't put anything beyond, you know, the realm of possibilities for God. Right. But we got to move on. Right. Um. So, and, and another thing that I, that I came through, cause I've been like, God, God, like, I need more on this. I like, you know, I, I need to be able to, to know, like, how do we defeat this, this entity, this principality, like forever? Like, I don't want to yeah. see her again. I don't want to. And, <laughs> and then it, but I it's know like, that feeling, like, like, let it go, like send it to the abyss already. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, mm, not going to happen like that. You know, when I, and this actually just happened a couple of weeks ago that I received this, uh, like download from him or revelation on him on this because I would study it from so many different ways and read commentaries and write the books and all that. And I never like got a solid, like, yeah, that's how we defeat this principle. I'm down for that. Um, no, that's not how we do it. Like most of the way these, most of these books, um, tell mm. you, I was washing dishes one day and he's like, why did it take a king to order her death? Like, why did it take a king?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, oh, that's a good question. I'm like, I'm sure we're going somewhere with it. And I kind of yeah. started, you know, going, drifting into it. And then again, and then that night I had class, um, I'm taking SOK, uh, with Dub Alexander and uh, Ryan Pena. And that night, um, Ryan said something like, um, it takes a king to make a king, right? So you can't be, uh, for example, like you can't be an orphan, you know, or thinking like right. an orphan and then try to make kings, right? Right. Um, so I'm like, hmm, he's got something there. So if it takes a king to take a king, to make a king, then it takes a king. So it takes a king to make a king. Yeah. So I'm like, well, then if it takes a king to make a king, then it takes a king to dissolve a king or to mm-hmm. unking somebody. Like like ever been like played chess, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Then I'm like, "Oh, what is the purpose of a king and what do kings do?" and like so finally I I like was able to put it all together is um so I you know, I submit this to you guys because like I said, I you know, he just had me on this and I was like, "Wow." Okay. So let's see. I have my notes. I, just, I don't want to miss it. So yeah, it took a king to take her out. Mm-hmm. Not a prophet, not a priest, but a king. And the reason why is because he was already governing. and He was walking in dominion. So mm-hmm. when the prophet, um, Elijah sends a prophet, no-name prophet, sends him to anoint Jehu as king. Um, after this prophet leaves, his men, he was at that time, he was commanding, right? He was commanding a, a troop, right? They ask him, well, what did the prophet came to tell you? And he tells them, well, he came to tell me I'm the next king. And immediately his men king him, right? Yeah, yeah, you're king. And they start, you know, shouting this king. Well, that tells us that if they readily receive the word of the Lord, that this is their king, that means that he was commanding. He was ruling. He was reigning. He was dominating his area, right? Yeah. So they're down for him being king. Right away they crown him. And so he was he was walking in that identity, that power, and that authority, and the purpose and influence, right? And so uh, he takes off. They're like, okay, man, I know what the Lord has spoke over this person. I know what the Lord has spoke over Israel. We got to take her down. So he heads out. And on the way, if you read the story, he he's taking things, people down. He kills her son. And he's also mentioning every, he's like, he's taking action, right? He is advancing. Oh, the Lord said this. So leave him. The Lord said this about her son, that that he was going to die on Naboth's field. Okay. Leave him there. Boom. Move on. Move on. And he's like, he's checking the list off. He's like, I don't know what to do. The Lord needs people who are ready to move. The Lord needs people who are willing to, to move on his word. Right. And he was like, I'm a king now. I'm going to do it. And so he went for it and he gets to her and he doesn't even uh he didn't kill her himself. He gave the word his his word as a king, as someone who'd been walking the earth in dominion and 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 influence. Was so powerful that all he had to do is give the word. Actually, I think he asked a question. Who will blah blah blah, right? And who will take down Jezebel or who will her her eunuchs tossed her down, right? Yeah. Her eunuchs did it. And it's like pff, he didn't even have to get blood in his hands, right? And so what I took from all of this is that when we're walking the way that Jehu showed us that day, like I just explained, and we go out. Into to these areas where she's dominating, where she's dominating every time that we hear a message on how or, or news or whatever of all this stuff that's going on in the world that she's perpetrating. We get mad and we get upset and oh, we can't believe it. What is showing us is where we're failing to show up. Mm-hmm. It's it, us as Christians are failing to show up in those areas. To do what we're called to do, to have more influence, because we're we're in the right kingdom, right? Yeah. So it's showing us a failure, and I think sometimes that's what we don't like, but it is what it is, right? So we need to go out and be like Jehu was that day or, you know, that time. I don't know if it was a day or a week or how long it took, but the way he was... And dominate where she's been seated herself, where she's seated herself. Cause she was on mm. the second floor. That means that she has leveled herself. She's elevated herself, but she's also a usurper, right? We know that with what she did to Nabal. Yeah. And so, but you're the real deal, right? Cause you have the backing of the King and you're a King. You're a queen. You have, you know, airship to the entire kingdom. You're the real deal. She's not. So we need to show up in those areas the way that he did. She's, yeah. in, she's in Uh, church. She's in Uh, school. She's in arts and entertainment. She's in the media. She's in government. She's name it, right? She's got to hold somewhere else. The only way that we're going to silence her and we're going to defeat her is that we begin to show up. And it's not us that are going to get our hands dirty or anything. Our influence, what we're bringing from the kingdom into these areas is what's going to, Neutralize her, I guess you could yep. say. It's going to shut her down. Uh, we saw it happen recently with the whole abortion issue in the US, right? Now, if everybody's well positioned within the states, like, you know, that are actually listening to the Lord or connected to the Lord, then she's pretty much disabled. But it's not, that's not the case in every state, right? Right. Um, but that was one example of how that happened, right? Because the right people connected to God, the yep. right people hearing the voice of God, don't have to be christians as a matter of fact but they're connected to the heart of god they are making these moves right they are passing these things along so the same way the way we saw that there we do in every area we do it in arts and entertainment we do it in school we do it in our families right yeah and so um that's that's how you do it and i know it's not like um immediate right it's not gonna happen tomorrow it's gonna take time right um So that's the the, sometimes we want the immediate gratification of seeing somebody fall, (laughs) seeing that giant fall. But it's going to be, you know, one at a time, because at the same time, we're establishing dominion and we're establishing a kingdom. So one kingdom is erected and the other system begins to fall. And so um, just on another same subject, but another note, a lot of times and I saw this being in church is that we don't want to we don't want anything to do with those people. We don't want anything to do with the world. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to stay in a comfy zone with the people that we we know all love God. But if we think about it, these eunuchs that that threw her down, they were on the inside. They were working for her. Forget that they were eunuchs that they couldn't reproduce and all that stuff. No, they were in in her home and they threw her down with one one call to action, right? In the same way, we need to go out like, excuse me, like leaven into the world and infiltrate those areas, right? It's like, um, I think Matthew 13, and it talks about um, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. So I... And this was another thing that was spoken uh, in class. I was like, oh, my gosh, when I finally understood it. So shout out to my SOK teachers. We are the yeast and the bride is the church. The bride is is the Ecclesia, right? Um, We get sent out into the world and we take dominion and we govern in the world. So that's pretty much the, the kingdom of God. I mean, it's the parable. Jesus Christ said it. Right. But we don't want to do that. Like, we don't want to go out and we don't want to mix around. Like, if I said today, like, oh, I'm a Christian and I got a job at Disney, let's just say that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Why are you doing that? (laughs) Don't you know that they have a demonic agenda? You're going to get a paycheck from them. You're going to build your home with that. You're going to buy groceries with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, how dare you? But wait a minute. If I'm ever going to get to the ears, and and eyes of the one that's moving the that's steering the wheel up there on Disney, I have to get in, right? Yeah. And that's just, you know, an example, right? And so we have to we have to be like those uh those eunuchs. We gotta be on the inside. We might have to sacrifice a little something, well, you know.
0: <laughs> those eunuchs were on the inside, but you know what strikes me is that jehu was the one that took her down he just didn't do it by his own hands what he came and did was empower the people that she hurt the most Mm -hmm. to throw her down themselves and reject her
1: that's right like his uh his troop had done they could Mm -hmm. put the trust in him that if i do this i'm not going to get any backlash if i do this and i stay in this house or this home I'm not gonna like see the end of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's so good, Brittany. That's true. It's he empowered them to be able to uh, do that and and have confidence in what they were doing.
0: Yeah, because they're the ones really that were hurt the most by her. She literally took oh, their manhood from. Yeah. Her, you know. Yeah. But he, in that moment, empowered them to throw down the mess that had been hurting them. Yeah. So we are, we're called to go to those places where the people are hurting. We're not mm. called to necessarily, we're not called mm. to minister to Jezebel. No, no. We're called to minister to the people that have been messed with by Jezebel, the people that have been right. hurt by her and empower them Right. through God's kingdom order
1: to yeah. throw her down. Yeah. And be the kingdom, right? We we mm-hmm. carry the kingdom, you know, in us, right? We, yeah. we carry the fullness of Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. We're spilling out everywhere we go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we need to get We need to go s- spill yeah. over, you know, some hurting people, you know, activate yeah. that Holy Spirit power. That's God's right. Strengthen my activate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeast activates too, you know. It <laughs> that's does. <funny>. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's it. Um, that's really where I've, I've been with that and where, you know, the Lord has, has led me through and guided me through. And he's just been so faithful, you know, yeah. to, to lead me through it. It seemed like a nightmare going through it. It seemed terrible and, and all that, but, you know, he was, he's been faithful. And so in yeah. the end, we take something with us, right. In yeah. the end, uh, he turns everything around for his good. And so everything you know that we're going through, you know, pills in contrast to um, the glory that we experience. Right, yeah. the, the the relationship gets stronger with the Lord. That is you know, massive, you know, because you learn to trust. And um, I I think sometimes like faith is like, oh, well, faith is having no trust, right? Or faith, not trust, but having no confidence, right? Faith is like not knowing anything and just say, I'm going to do it anyway, right? That's in that, you know, that is faith. But I think at some point during our, our journey as believers, we do have to become confident in the Lord, right? We do have to become confident that we are hearing right or seeing right, or that this is God. So, you know, I think that's, that's a process of, you know, the growth of our faith, but um, you know, it all in the end is, is for the good, you know?
0: Yeah. In the beginning of faith, I think it can be that I believe help my unbelief, Yeah, but true faith, when it comes down to it, when it grows is that confident hope, Mm-hmm. because yeah. you know that you know
1: what God said and he yeah. will do what he said so good yeah wow help my I've I've felt that many times like yeah I know what you're saying and I believe it because I know you're God but help me out like ah <laughs> uh, you know because the thought of us getting hurt or the thought of yeah oh, what's gonna happen is like ah it's like, uh, it's like is it going to hurt? Like when you go get, you know, <laughs> you yeah. get blood drawn, you're like, "Oh, is that going to hurt?" You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, you know, something good's going to come out of it. You know, we're going to get yeah. your blood results. We're going to get your tests. We're going to get you taken care of and it's like, ah. "But it's the same way like that. It's like, "Oh lord, like I believe you. I know you're right. Uh, but really do I have to?"
0: <laughs> <Help me. laughs> oh. Yeah, sometimes we do have to go into the rough places and help activate people to stand up for themselves. But, yeah. you know, you don't tolerate Jezebel. That's what Jesus yeah. commanded in Revelations. If if we don't tolerate her, she loses power. And that means not just the people that have been oppressed by her. Yes, mm-hmm. but also us. We don't tolerate what she's done to those people. Yeah. We activate them through the power of their actual worth to... Yeah reject that to reject her to reject the abuse themselves yeah you know?
1: yeah i think a lot of times too I, and i saw this like when i was going through that was again it's it's the sometimes the shame or the guilt when you realize that you are in a sense rejecting what god had said to you about yourself when yeah. you choose to still stay you know and and then you shame yourself like, Oh, I can't believe I still, you know, stayed or I continued after he'd already told me this. Right. But it's like, he is so patient. Like he Mm -hmm. is so patient. And you know, if if you need to take a little time to get out, he's going to stay with you through it. Right. He's going to sit with you through it until, until you you decide to make the move that you want to do. Um, So if he's already spoken to you, you know, about who you are, um, you know, just go with that, you know, and,
0: Yep. As long as you're still breathing, it's never too late it's to do the never, right thing.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, you're
0: right. And if God's called you to do it, even if you didn't do it right away, you can still do it now. It's like, what's yeah. the last thing that God told you?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. When we get stuck in like patterns, or we get mm-hmm. stuck in like like stagnation, right? of growth or whatever, or, or maybe even like, we feel like we're not hearing him. It's like, yeah. well, what was the last thing that you were told to do? Right. right. Have you done can't, it yet? Yeah. Cause you can't get, you know, you can't get through step four or five. If you skip two and three, it's all so important. It's like yeah. arithmetics, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, go back, like go back to that one thing. And then you'll notice everything will start to, to fall into yeah. place. Like a different when, um when he brought that dream back to my attention. Right and and there yeah. was another part to that dream was like oh my gosh it's still related I'm still yes. here you know if I yes. had not gone back to look I who mm-hmm. knows right like I'd probably still be there you know trying yeah. to get more signs and I think oh, I, I, I see this a lot. And it's like, people want to get confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. Like they want to fast and they want to pray and they want to fast about what they already heard. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, stop. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's true. Well, and it's like you were saying, you know, sometimes we get to a place where it's like, okay, it's a hard day. I'm feeling the weight of everything today. What do I need to do, Lord? You know, and mm-hmm. Like you said, you looked back at that dream. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's really important to just look back at what God has already said and what God has already done and remember who he is. And sometimes in that, there are things that he has said that you don't remember that you need a reminder of. Yeah. Looking back at dreams and visions is so important. Track those things, write yeah. them down.
1: My gosh. Yeah. And when
0: you get to that place where you're like, I'm having trouble hearing you, or I'm having a heavy day, or like, this is hard today, or I, or you're feeling stuck, you know, look back and see what he has said. I yeah. guarantee there are going to be things that even if it's something you remember, maybe reading through it again, you will glean something new from it because he has something new to say to you now. Yeah. But a lot of the time, like you said, there was something in that for you now. It wasn't over yet. There was something for you to glean from that now. And mm-hmm. I know for me, like God speaks to me prophetically a lot in dreams. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I'll I'll take it as a, an encouragement in the moment, but I might even forget about that dream. Recently, I went back and looked at something. I, I was looking through dreams and organizing them. And a dream from like two months ago was what I needed right then. Like yeah. it was the encouragement that I needed in yeah. that moment that day. Wow. And it was yeah. like, thank you, God, for confirming yeah. your word and reassuring me, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, and he's already been there. You know what yes. I mean? Like he's already been where we're going. He's He's prepared a way, you know? So yep. We, you know, we do, we do um, want to look in those dreams and even if it, even if it's not a dream, even if it was a prophetic word, sometimes like um, the prophetic word will have those times, times and seasons, many times that will tell us like where we're at, um, especially when we're struggling or when we're facing something that, you know, is difficult to look back in those prophetic words and say, okay, well, where am I in this timeline of my life? Right. And so that helps too. Yeah, it really does. And remember, when God
0: speaks a word, it's done in the spirit. Oh yeah. But that doesn't mean it's gonna manifest in the natural immediately. Sometimes there's a process to yeah. that. So yeah. you've got to stand on the word
1: of God. For sure. I um I'd heard about I i heard a sermon on this uh, called Anachronistic Living, and I can't remember who it was exactly anymore, but um he was saying that that it's um it's a struggle sometimes for us like prophetic people to live in, in the moment because we get ahead of ourselves based on the words that we've heard. <laughs> right. Or, yes. or it feels so like pending right now. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It's like sometimes, like we can get ahead of ourselves and totally mess everything up and we gotta start all over, right? Or wait again for another word. And <laughs> it's like we do get we do get in that place where it's like we're and then and then when we get there, we're trying to make things happen on our own, right? So we have to uh just be conscious of that, that everything is not for right now or for tomorrow. Like yeah, know, like I mean, it's just so many things, like you know, like I said about that dream, it's like I put it out already. Like we're done. It's like, no, no, that part. No, That's for right now. Not quite done. (laughs) From a year ago. (laughs) You know, like what? Right. You know, but yeah, (laughs) definitely. And, and too, it's like, you know, the drawing, the identity part, you know, it's also in your dreams, right? Mm -hmm. So what you see yourself doing in your dreams, a lot of times is connected to your identity and what you're called, uh, called to walk out, you know? And so, It'll help you know where to uh, partner, right? Where to get connected and who, you know, who to listen to, who to learn from. Like I, you know, I did. I, when I connected with Jennifer Evis, when I connected with, um, with Jake and, you know, and, and yes, okay, because I knew based on my dreams and the identity that I, the Lord had put me or put in me where I needed to go, who I needed to nourish me or grow me. Right. right. And so, um, Yeah. Like, and that's, it's like, you might be saying like, well, how do I know, right? Like, how am I supposed to know? Get in there and start drawing identity. What are you doing? You know, who are you helping? That's your people group, you know? Um, Yeah. That's in, that's in your dreams as well. And it'll position you um, if you, if you follow the the guidance they're giving you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, In closing out today, if you were going to leave the audience with one nugget of wisdom or encouragement from today, what would it be? Mm,
1: That you are worth, you are worth more than your past experiences. That you are worth more than um, anything that that you've been put through that ever hurt you. Um, It's created a new person out of you. And it's... um, you know, buffed out, uh, you know, a diamond from you, and so if you're going through something right now, if you or or just recently went through something, just know that that you're coming out a, a masterpiece from it. So, even even the experience, uh, don't forsake it. You know, it's yeah. I, I know it might get tempting to at the time when you're going through it, um, or even shortly after. But there is something beautiful that's going to come out of that, and just just know that you are worth. You are worth. Um, you are worth it. You are worth the process, and you are worth getting uh, saved from these situations. And uh, yes. so, listen to the Lord when He guides you out, and know that He He has a hope and a future for you, and and the best for you. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Yes, that's so good. I was feeling that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we went there because yeah. if you even had a piece of understanding of how much God loves you and how much you mm-hmm. are worth to him, you would never stay anywhere that you were devalued for another
1: mm-hmm. day. Amen.
0: So I want to leave you all with that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Maria. Thank you so much, Brittany. Pleasure. And thanks for joining us listeners. You are worth it. I will talk to you next week. Thank you.